You know, I love seeing the little ones get involved. Amen? It's a great way to ensure that the young people will stay involved in our church even after high school. Well, I'm more than thankful to be here this morning. I had about an hour and a half drive, so I was up at 5 in the morning, spent some time with the Lord, and then I had to drive immediately after that. I'm thankful to be here. And this morning, we're going to talk about GLOW. Now, raise your hands if you've heard of GLOW. I'm sure every single person here has heard of GLOW, right? That's what we're going to talk about this morning. Before we do that, let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Father in heaven, Lord, once again, I am so thankful to be here this morning, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, that every single person here under the sound of my voice is here, Lord, because they want a deeper relationship with you, Lord. And that's what we all want at the end of the day. The Bible tells us, Blessed is he that does hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Lord, we thank you so much for that promise. And I pray that every single person here would be filled with your righteousness after this service. And Lord Jesus, may this message compel us to become active Christians, and Lord, to give the final message to a dying world before Christ returns. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. I want to start by reading to you this quote. Let me see if I can move this projector just a little bit over. Is that a little better? Okay, good. Now keep in mind, this, this quote has a bit of sarcasm in it, but stay with me as I read it here. He says, Vance Havner, keep in mind, he is a non-Seventh-day Adventist. He says, I know that some are always studying the meaning of the fourth toe of the right foot of some beast and prophecy and have never used either foot to go and bring men to Christ. I do not know who the 666 is in Revelation, but I know the world is sick, 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 and the best way to speed the Lord's return is to win more souls for Him. Can somebody say amen this morning? You see, friends, as Seventh-day Adventist Christians, we have a knowledge of the truth. We understand the prophecies of Revelation chapter 13, don't we? We understand who the lamb-like beast is. We know who the beast is with seven heads and ten horns. We know who the three angels are in Revelation chapter 14. We know about the seven plagues, the seven churches, the seven trumpets, the seven seals, and everything in Revelation. We've been blessed with the knowledge. But the question is... Have we put it into practice? Have we allowed the truth to change our lives to the point that we love souls so much that we want to tell others about Jesus? About the fact that He's soon to return? About the fact that Christ one day will come and claim His people? There's a story about a man by the name of Charles Spurgeon. How many of you here have heard of Charles Spurgeon? Everyone here knows who that is, right? The great preacher. One day he received a phone call or a telegram back in those days from a man in the United States. He said, Mr. Spurgeon, I have a job to offer you. He said, what is that? He said, I want to offer you a job to come here temporarily for several weeks and convince our businessmen on how they can sell more products and become more successful in the business. He said, we know that you're a good speaker, you can move crowds, and we know that you're Christian. If you want to involve a little bit of Christianity in there, that's all right. But most importantly, we want you to teach our people how they can become more successful in business. And by the way, we will offer you $50,000. I'll give you a couple of days to think about it. The call ended, and several days later, Charles Spurgeon returns a call, and he tells the man in the United States, hey, I know that you're offering me $50,000, and that's hard to put down. It's hard to say no. It's hard to resist. But if I stay here in Europe... I can win 50 souls for Jesus, and for those 50 souls, there is no price. You see, friends, there's something 
very special about a soul winner. Soul winners, there's nothing special about them. They just have a burden to save souls. And that's what God is calling us to have. C.D. Brooks. How many of you here know who C.D. Brooks is? The great evangelist for the Adventist church. As he was about to die, several hours before his death, he was about to die. He had pancreatic cancer. You see, and he called all his family over to him and he said, Now family, I have just one request before I die. And they thought to themselves, perhaps he's going to lend the inheritance to one of his kids. Or perhaps he's going to ask for a certain kind of food just before he dies. And he called them over just an hour before he died. And they said, what do you want? He said, I just want to win one more soul. He said, just one more soul I want to win. He said, I don't care who it is, behind the door, in the hospital, I just want to win one more soul for the Lord. You see, friends, C.D. Brooks, in the last moments of his life, as he was about to die by stage 4 pancreatic cancer, he didn't even think about himself. He thought about others and how he could save them in God's eternal kingdom. You see, you might be tempted to think, you know what, Alex? God only calls the qualified, those that are eloquent in speech, those that have Bible knowledge, those that are smart, and those that know their Bibles the best. But if you think that way, the Bible disagrees with you. Look at what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, beginning in verse 26. The Bible tells us, For ye see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called, but God hath chosen the what? The foolish things of the world to confound the wise, that no flesh should glory in His presence. You see, God desires to use those that are weak, those that perhaps don't have wisdom, those that are wise. Because when that group of people does a great work for God, who are they going to give the credit to? They're going to be like, God, I am nobody. You used me, and all the honor and the credit goes to you. You see, well, when God uses those that are wise, those that are strong, and those that are mighty, which he does call, correct? Does anyone think of an example of that in the Bible? Paul himself, right? Educated. God relied on him to write a lot of the books in the New Testament. Yes, he was eloquent, it is true, but God would rather use those that are weak because when he uses them, they can give all the credit to God and they will not boast in themselves. How was God willing to use us? Through glow. You see, some of us don't realize that glow is such an easy way to spread the message and for God to use us in these last days. Glow, just some statistics about it. We've printed in over 75 different languages in the last 11 years. 75 different languages. Isn't that exciting? It means the whole world can get to know about Glow, amen? About the last message to be given to the world. It's also started in this conference, in fact, and God has been blessing this ministry because we've realized that it's simply found upon the spirit of prophecy. She says that in a large degree, through our publishing houses, is to be accomplished the work of that other angel which comes down from heaven and enlightens the earth with his glory. You see, we know the three angels' messages, but what we don't realize in Revelation chapter 18 and verse 1, that final message to come out of Babylon, she says, will actually be given through literature. Did you know that? Now, GLOW, by the way, if you look on the back, you'll notice a phone number on there that people can actually call if they're interested in Bible studies. That's how we've actually gotten tons and tons of Bible studies around the world. As people receive a GLOW, and they look at this, and they say, wow, this is great, I want Bible studies. And so as a result, church members have been able to follow up and get that people to the 
church and get them baptized. Amen? Now, Martin Luther, we know who this is, right? But do you realize that it all started on a piece of paper? Martin Luther used what? Literature evangelism. He nailed those 95 theses to that door, and two weeks later, the whole entire world knew about the 95 theses. Why? Because Martin Luther said, you know what? I'm going to nail a piece of paper to the door. Amen? Think about Jesus. Listen to the scripture in the book of Matthew chapter 27 and verse 37. The Bible tells us, above his head, they placed the written charge against him. This is Jesus, the what? The king of the Jews. So what do they do? They place that inscription above his head, right? Listen to what Ellen White has to say in the book Desire of Ages, page 745, regarding this instance. She says, A higher power than Pilate or the Jews had directed the placing of that inscription above the head of Jesus. Oh, so who was it that placed that inscription? Really? God, right? Listen to what she has to say. In the providence of God, it was to awaken thought and investigation of the scriptures. The place where Christ was crucified was near to the city. Thousands of people from all lands were then at Jerusalem. And the inscription declaring Jesus of Nazareth, the Messiah, would come to their notice. It was a living truth transcribed by a hand that God had guided. Here we see literature evangelism even at the cross, friends. You see, as Jesus hung on that cross for our sins, and they placed that crown above his head, just above that crown, they placed an inscription that said, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. So here are thousands of people in Jerusalem on that day coming forth where Jesus was, and they look at the cross and they say, I wonder what that inscription means. Jesus, King of the Jews. And so as a result, what did those people do? They went back and they started searching the scriptures. Why couldn't God just send a voice down from heaven and say, you know what? This is who it is. This is who it is. No. God allowed the people to investigate for themselves who this was, through that inscription above the head of Jesus. Can you say amen? Now, some of us don't realize here, there's actually ways that we can reach people without ever having to talk to someone. How many of us here are naturally shy? We have a lot of shy people, right? I'm naturally shy myself. I'm surprised that I'm actually up here speaking because sometimes I'm kind of shy in front of people. I'd rather talk to 200 people than talk to one person. That's just the way it is, right? But there's actually a way that God can use us without ever having to say one word to someone. You ever thought about putting glow in the gas pumps? Now, listen to this, friends. While you're getting gas, right, and you see the gas pumps, it takes at least a minute or two, right? Gas is expensive. It takes a while for your gas tank to fill up. Guess what you can do in the meantime? You can go and pass out some glow, right, and leave them right there on the, on the gas pump, right? And people will come and they'll actually read them. In fact, a guy was actually getting gas from a true story. I'm going to share with you some true stories about these methods that they actually work. A man was in his car one day, and he looked at the gas pump behind him, and he was like, ah, oh, you know what, I feel like God is calling me to place a glow on, on that gas pump. And he thought to himself, man, you know what, someone's going to get angry, and they're going to kill me, and so forth. He started thinking about this terrible scenario, right, which will never happen, right? Evangelism is easy in the United States. It's harder in the Middle East, but here it's easy. So he decides to finally, you know what, I'm going to listen to the voice of God, and I'm going to place a glow track. So he goes to the gas pump, places the glow track, and he runs to his car. And while he's sitting in his car, he sees a lady pull up in her car. 
And so she gets out of the car, she looks at the glow track on her gas pump, and she looks at it, and she begins to read it. And then all of a sudden, the lady looks up, and she makes eye contact with this man. And she walks over to him, the man's thinking, oh my goodness, this is it, my life is about to end, the lady's about to kill me. She says, what church do you go to? He said, well, personally, I go to the Seventh-day Adventist church. She said, wow, did you know that I actually grew up Seventh-day Adventist for the first 25 years of my life? And I feel like God has actually been calling me to go back to church, but I actually asked him for a sign, and on this day I found this little glow track on a gas pump. Guess what? That lady, three weeks later, there was an evangelistic campaign at the local church near the gas station, and the lady went from the gas station to the baptismal pool. Can you say amen? All because a church member said, you know what? I want to be different. I don't want to be just called a Seventh-day Adventist. I want to be a Seventh-day activist, someone who's active for the service of God. Amen? Restaurant tips. Now, how many of you here ever met a waiter who says, ah, you know what? I'm kind of not interested in that tip. I made enough money today. I like working for free. You ever met a waiter like that? Never, right? Why do people work? They want money, right? At least most people, right? Hopefully we enjoy our jobs. But at the restaurant, friends, guess what? If you leave a little glow tract with the money and you fold it up, if they take the money, what else are they going to have to take? The literature, right? Think about this. I had a friend of mine who was actually at a spaghetti factory in Sacramento. And as he was eating at the spaghetti factory, a man approached him, the waiter specifically, and he started to weep in front of my friend. And my friend said, hey, is everything okay? He said, I'm sorry, I don't mean to cry, but actually on this day last year, they actually killed my cousin on a drive-by shooting. He said, I'm so sorry to hear that, man. And my friend, without even hesitating, reached into his pocket without knowing what glow track he would pull out. And sure enough, he pulls out the glow track. Where is God when I'm hurting? He gives it to the man, and he says, thank you so much. I feel like God is actually calling me to read this. You see, friends, God is just using simple and humble people that just want to use literature. It's very simple. It's a great way to reach the entire world. Amen? Through the mail. How many of you here ever received those credit card offers? Right? All the time. Now, did you know that there's actually prepaid postage on that? In other words, they've already paid for the mailing, so if you send something back, you're not going to get charged. So guess what you can do? You're thinking what I'm thinking, aren't you? What can you do? Put a glow track in that, in that slip, right? Seal up the envelope and send it back. And either two things are going to happen. One, the person's going to get baptized. Or two, they're going to stop sending you credit card offers. Amen? <laughs> so that's a e very simple and easy way, friends. You can just send that back to the people. And people have actually been converted through this. In fact, I knew of a lady who was an Adventist, and she had this piece of literature called Can Dead People Talk on the State of the Dead. She liked it so much that she sent it to her friend in a completely another state, different state in the United States. She receives it, she reads it, non-Adventist, she liked it so much that she makes a photocopy of it, and she sends it to her brother across the United States. So this is literature being transferred from one side of the U.S. to the other. The brother receives a piece of literature, he likes it so much that he calls the sister back and they begin to have a Bible study about the state of the dead over the phone. Now keep in mind, these are non-Seventh-day Adventists. They start having this, this Bible study about the state of the dead. After they hang up, their brother calls that number on the back and he says, Hey, listen, I love this, lit this piece of literature right here. I don't know who you guys are, 
but I want Bible studies from you guys. And I want to know where the local church is. A church member followed up with that man, and he ended up getting baptized. Amen? All because of a piece of literature. The lady said, you know what? I'm going to see what happens. I don't know what's going to happen. I probably don't even know if anyone's going to be converted. But I'm going to do what God called me to do. I'm going to put that little piece of literature in the envelope, and I'm going to send it out, and I'll leave the results up to God. Because the Bible tells us that when His Word goes out, it will not return void. Amen? Now, level two. Once we're a little bit more brave and courageous and we're not so scared anymore, we can actually give it to the people personally, right? At the grocery store. You ever thought about that? As you're paying for your groceries, you can just give one to the person working behind the cashier. In fact, this method actually works. A man was actually given a piece of literature at one of these grocery stores. And when he received this piece of literature, he's actually beginning to walk out of the store. And as he walks out, he realized that it says, why I go to church on Saturday. Immediately, this man runs back to the man that had given him the glow track, and he says, hey, thank you so much for this glow track. He said, no problem, man. He said, no, no, but I don't think you understand, he said. He said, what do you mean I don't understand? He said, about a week ago, my son was actually sent to a vacation Bible school that has been produced by some Seventh-day Adventists. And one day he came home from this vacation Bible school, and he asked me and my wife, Mommy and Daddy, why don't we keep the Seventh-day Sabbath, but we're supposedly Christians? And the parents said, that's a really good question. To be honest with you, we don't really know the answer to that question, but what we'll do is we'll pray and we'll see where the Lord leads as to whether or not He wants us to keep this day. And then the man actually told, the man who received this piece of literature told the other man that had given it to him that after asking God for this sign this morning, as to whether or not he should keep the Seventh-day Sabbath, this man gave him that piece of literature that said, why I go to church on Saturday and why I keep it. Amen? You see, on that day, God answered that man's prayer, and through a faithful church member, God was able to use him to distribute that piece of literature and bring him into the truth. Amen? At the drive-thru. Here's another story. Now, I know that we're a little bit more healthy here, right? We don't like to go to McDonald's, right? Now, maybe like... You know, we like to go to Taco Bell or find a little bit of option that's a bit more healthy. But check this out. When you're at the drive-thru, whether you're at McDonald's, Burger King, Taco Bell, you can do evangelism, amen? When they give you that bag of food, guess what you can give them? A piece of literature, right? In fact, at a McDonald's, there was a Baptist pastor eating, and he found this piece of literature on the table that said, Can dead people talk? He liked it so much that he ordered the glow tracks for his entire church, a Baptist church, for the members to pass them out. A non-Seventh-day Adventist church. Are you with me? Man, if non-Seventh-day Adventists are excited, how much more excited should we be? Amen? Amen. Co-workers. Now, my dad, when he first became an Adventist, he got these little great controversies and these, these little pieces of literature, and he began to give them at the people at his work. And so it got to the point where every time a new glow track would come out, they'd be like, oh... We're about to get glowed by George, right? New glow track coming out, right? So they actually knew my dad as that man that was actually active in the church. And as a result, a lot of those people actually ended up coming to the church and learning about the Advent message, amen? Now, if you feel extremely brave and you feel like you can actually go door to door, then God can use you in that, right? You can go door to door. At large gatherings, one of my friends was in Philadelphia and he was passing out literature. And he gave one to a man not knowing what would happen. 
The man drove off in his truck, and then he came back and approached my friend, and he said, hey, thank you so much for this piece of literature. He said, no problem, man. He said, no, but what's crazy is that this morning, I asked God for a sign if he's actually real, and I said, God, if you're actually real, you're going to have to send someone to tell me because I don't believe it. And on this day, you gave me this piece of literature that said, where is God when I'm hurting? And now I feel as though I actually have something to live for. At parking lots, you ever seen those little, those little car hand, the door handles on the cars, right? You can just fold it up and put it on the door handle so that when the person reaches their door handle and they pull out the car door, right, to get in, they're going to have to take the piece of literature. And even if they throw it on the floor, someone will pick it up and they'll read it and get baptized. That's happened too if you don't believe me. At the laundromat, if you ever go to the laundromat, I know that most of us have washing machines, but if you ever go, you can just leave a stack of literature there at the laundromat. I'll be done here soon, friends. I know that a lot of us are sort of falling asleep and we're hungry, so I'll cut the message short. You can carry it in your pocket. Just say, you know what, Lord? Present an opportunity for me to do evangelism. I want to be different. You know what? I want to be used by you. I know that I'm not special. I know that you can qualify me to do this. And I just want to be used by you, Lord. Simply use me in your service, and God will use you. Pray for opportunities to the glow. Say, you know what, Lord? I don't know where I'm going. I'm going to this neighborhood, to this store. But send me to the people that actually need this literature, and God will send you to them. Now, if you're really excited about this, hopefully you are. I'm just as excited as you are. But there's actually a glow app that we have now that you can actually download. What you do is you go on the App Store. If you want to download that right now, that's acceptable. It's the only time to actually download it. You shouldn't use your phones any other time, but it, it's acceptable if you want to download this Glow app, okay? You go to the App Store. You type in the letter G.L.O.W, Glow, with the spaces right there with the, with the punctuations in there, and you'll actually find this app. It has news, inspirational quotes that will motivate you specifically in regards to evangelism, there's statistics, and there's actually, it's like social media. You can see daily testimonies of people that have actually experienced evangelism firsthand and how people have actually come through the church through literature. You can also see how your local conference is doing in regards to evangelism. And let's say that you have a, a, a goal, right? Let's say that you say, you know what, Lord? I want to reach three people a day. That's just three glow tracks. You, you can become what you, what you call a gold member, which is like the least of them, right? But hey, three glow tracks in one year, that's over a thousand people that you actually can reach. Now, how many of you here have heard of those chick tracks? You ever seen those evangelical Christian tracks, kind of comic looking tracks? Did you know that the church actually encourages their church members to pass out three glow tracks a day, or at least what they call literature? They actually encourage them to pass out three a day because even they understand that if you get out three pieces of literature a day, that's over a thousand souls that you can reach for the Lord. How many people do we have here, a uh, rough estimate? Uh, over a hundred? Yeah? Think about this. If every single person passes out three glow tracks a day, that's a hundred thousand glow tracks at the end of the year. You can almost reach the whole entire city with that. Amen? And then if you want to go a little bit further, there's a, the next goal, which is nine, and then I think it goes into fifteen. But if you want to start off small, God is willing to use you. That's the end of the presentation. I'm going to have my friend Joseph pass out some little pamphlets with Glow. I actually brought some Glow with me. 
Now keep in mind, we're not going to be selling any glow today. This is just for you to take any literature that you want, and then the donation or payment will be made on Monday. We'll follow up on you. This is just the best way to make sure that you have literature right away with you, so that you have it in your hand. You can start passing it out as soon as possible. Amen? So I'm going to have Joseph at this moment. Raise your hand if you want, if you want to take some literature with you home personally. Joseph, you can pass them out to the person that have their hands raised. And once you receive those, I'll go with you on some basic instructions about how you can actually take some glow with you home. Friends, this is a great way to start your own personal ministry. Did you know that a lot of these methods we actually have received from non-Seventh-day Adventists? In fact, we're actually even modeling our catalog about glow according to the evangelical Christians because it's actually worked very well. We're just going to put our own literature and our own statements in there. But in their, in their literature, their catalog, they actually say you can reach someone in your own personal ministries. So other Christians understand this as a personal ministry as well. I have a question as, as those papers are being passed out. How many Jehovah's Witnesses are there around the world? Give me a rough number, an estimate. There's actually 8 million, sorry, is, there, is it billions or millions, Adventists? Millions, right? Now, did you know there's actually 8 million Jehovah's Witnesses around the world? How many Seventh-day Adventists do you think there are around the world? There's actually 23 million Seventh-day Adventists. My question is, why has the whole entire world heard of Jehovah's Witnesses, but not most people have actually heard of the Seventh-day Adventists? In fact, when I go door to door as a canvasser in the summers, and I knock on that door, what do you think is the first question people ask me? Are you a Jehovah's Witnesses? And I say, no, I'm a Seventh-day Adventist. They look at me sort of politely confused. And I just look at them, and I'm like, yeah, we're the ones who, you know, believe in the Sabbath, you know, the state of the dead. And they're like, are you guys the ones who, like, don't do blood transfusions? And I'm like, no, we're Seventh-day Adventists. And they've never heard of us. The reason why the whole entire world has heard of Jehovah's Witnesses is you will always see them faithfully knocking on doors. Friends, if we don't give out the message, the reality is that people are actually going to be converted through Jehovah's Witnesses. I see it all the time when I go door-to-door. I'm studying with Jehovah's Witnesses already. I'm studying with Jehovah's Witnesses, and I love their message, and nothing will compel me to change. What if we had been the ones at their door? What if we had given them that piece of literature? What if we were just faithful to the Advent message and actually put it into practice? What if we actually put the prophecies that we know into practice and people were converted through that? This afternoon, my friend Joseph and I will lead out a small outreach and I want to invite some of you to come out. If you want to come out and you have things to do, that's totally fine. I'm not mad at you. I still love you. Amen? But I'm just inviting you. If you want to be active for God, and you want to be different, then you can come out after Pollock and Joseph and I will lead out a small outreach where we'll actually go to the parking lots. You don't even have to talk to people. We're just going to put them on car doors for about 20 to 30 minutes, and it's over. And God was able to use you. Amen? So I'll be out there after the service. You can talk to me about the literature. And if you look at those pieces of paper, I'll go with you some basic instructions. P pull up those papers that you just got in the air. Do you see that, that page on the very back with that large chart on there and the name of the literature? What you can do is actually, or if you see the literature, let's say that you want Evolution Impossible. You find that on there, let's say you want two packets. Each packet contains 100. You would put number two on the grid, and you would just write down your name, your address, and your phone number. That's it. And then we'll follow up with you on Monday. Now... Do not leave 
without giving me that piece of paper. What did I say? Yes, do not leave without giving me that piece of paper because that is the way that my friend and I will contact you at the conference office on Monday, okay? Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Father in heaven, Lord, I'm so thankful for this ministry. Lord, in reality, it is a ministry. And Lord, I know that some of us, perhaps, we feel limited in what we can do. But Lord, the reality is that we can win so many souls through literature. This is how my dad came into church, Lord, and you know that. If that man never gave my dad that great controversy, he would probably still be involved in spiritualism. And he would probably still be the unfaithful man that he was, Lord. But as a result of this literature, he is now an elder in the seventh day out of this church. And Lord, you know that only came because a man decided to become different, a Seventh-day Adventist, and give him a great controversy. Lord, help us to be active in all aspects of our lives, Lord. Not just to be active on Saturday, Lord, but be active during the week, in our work, at the store. And Lord, to always seek for opportunities to tell people about Jesus, to tell them about His love and about the soon return. Father, bless every single person here under the sound of my voice. And may I meet every single one of my brothers and sisters in the kingdom of heaven. May you keep them faithful, Lord. And may you help them start their own personal ministry. In Christ's name, amen.